welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Happy Friday, happy hour. It is finally staying light later than 5 p.m. And I'm ready for a hell of a weekend. What about you? I am so ready for a hell of a weekend for some reason. A bender? This week. A bender. No, not even just a bender, but a bender in a new city. Is there well, anything that's right. better? You're going to be in Dallas. You're going to get to see the dueling pianos I keep talking about. The dueling pianos. I'm going to see the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, which Miller's very excited about. You should about. drive Miller's over and step out of the car in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform. And just try out right then and there. They'll want Don't you. Don't need a casting do call. I'll make my own. Yeah, I started trying years ago when you said you might be <laughs> not even. Not even that. I can barely do a cartwheel, Ashley. That surprises me about you. But yeah. I was recently telling a friend that I feel like two weeks ago, it was like we're home stretch. It's staying um, or it's getting dark later. Things are looking up. The depression is lifting. However, in the past <laughs> few days, it's like getting dark at like 4 p.m. Something has switched. Something's off kilter where I think we've regressed. Really? We've regressed. Do you think Mercury's in retrograde? We're not Maybe? astrology girlies. So no, we're saying that not even the slightest, no. but um, I feel you. I feel like with the amount of light that we've been getting, especially in Nashville too. The weather's been nicer. So has the traffic been brought back because oh, my people God. Are doing activities. Yeah. People are out. The depression is lifted. We're out of hibernation. We're back in our cars and that's great for everyone. Like woohoo, but that's not great for me trying to get downtown to go to the gym. So just the gym, nowhere, nowhere vitally important. No appointments, just the gym, <laughs> just the gym. Um, no, but I'm really excited to go to Dallas and Fort Worth. I'm going to be spending like equal time in each cause they're kind of overlapping. How much time you have to like flirt around town, but I really want to go to the stockyards. Is that what they're called in Fort Worth? Oh yeah. We're going to be there day in day you out it's like find some boots or something or a new hat i am buy something good, i sure am a quality item i'm sure i'll buy something that i'll wear at stagecoach yeah yeah invest a little bit in something there yeah i'm really excited i think i'm gonna make miller buy a cowboy hat as well um you should listen to on the way there i've told you and everyone else that will let me talk to them this but on spotify you should listen to the yellowstone soundtrack <laughs> Oh my god! Because it's so Stop, rustic. That's such a good idea. It's the right amount of like walking into a bar with your like jacket collar popped up, and it's like a dive bar in Wyoming. It's the right amount Literally, of what you're looking for. Say less. I'm going to add it right now. Also, while we're on the topic of Spotify, what is going on with like everyone being logged out of their Spotify well, accounts? My issue. Maybe I'll make a TikTok about it, and then the people will finally like me. My issue is my <laughs> Spotify was made when I was a child. And it was made mm. on an email address that's like Verizon.net or something, but that doesn't even exist anymore. And, and I've, I've, I've never like changed it. And I can't, it doesn't even, it, Verizon.net doesn't exist. So I can't even log back on to like get my old password should things go awry. So no. I was pulling my shirt collar and sweating bullets. Oh my gosh. What did you do? Well, I waited until it passed. Thank God it was just a clerical error and then i was able to it was still like logged in through facebook or something dumb oh interesting wait but do you know why it was happening does anyone know it why was it was happening a, a big big mistake <laughs> big mistake huge 
I don't know what it was. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not God. All right. We're not tech girlies and we're not astrology girlies, Wait, but we are, we? Friendship, we are friendship girlies. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm so excited to dive deep into the topic of friendship. But first I need to mention one more thing before we dive in. I am so Gen Z right now because I'm slugging. Are you familiar with slugging? I'm familiar only because you've told me exactly once about it. Okay, so for those not familiar with slugging, I've been getting more and more skincare TikToks, probably just because I'm seeking it out a little bit more. And you'd be proud of me. I'm wearing sunscreen on my face every day. Oh, thank God. We used to fry (laughs) ourselves. We could be at a UV 10 four days in a row on the lake. And Mm -hmm. Abby would refuse to put on sunscreen because I don't even know what the reason was. And we would scream and cry, skin cancer, Abby, wrinkles, Abby, come on. (laughs) Come on. Well, it's because I have been blessed with an olive skin tone. So and so I, I, I don't, don't burn really either. Burn. I don't burn either, but I also no, don't want to look 60 it's when a I'm challenge. 40. It's a challenge. I like to see how dark I can get, Ashley. Well, I personally, I'll be honest, I don't even slather my entire body in sunscreen, which is bad. It's more so my face and like my hands yeah. that I don't want to No, I in. understand it now. I've had a change of heart and new year, new me, whatever. I wear sunscreen whatever on my face every day. Whatever bullshit that is. Whatever bullshit, just be proud of me. But aside from that too, I've been sent a bunch of skincare products from Good Molecules and I'm starting to use them correctly in the correct order that I'm supposed to be. And let me tell you, my skin has never looked better. And then I started slugging and I really do believe in this. It's like when you put Aquaphor or Vaseline all over your face after you do your skincare routine, skincare routine. Oh my God, words are hard. After you do your skincare routine at night. That same, put, word, same words are hard. It's like that TikTok of the girl when she's trying to be like the quirky girl at school. And she's like, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> like words are hard right now. <laughs> words are tough. Or that's like when people caption something like, we did a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, did yeah. a thing. Yeah. Forever but anyways, <laughs> Aquaphor on the face, you guys. It locks in your products. It keeps your face hydrated. Don't worry about it getting on your pillow. For some reason, it doesn't really get on your pillow very much, but you wake up and you're like, wait, am I 10 years younger? Like, why is my skin glowing? I highly recommend. I'll look into it. I'll have my interns look into it. I, speaking of faces, I recently was having someone tell me, you know, you're really lucky that you didn't (laughs) break your nose or ruin your whole face when you fell and knocked out your teeth. Wait, that's a high, that's a good perspective. That's that's a glass break your nose or like really, really mess up your face more or you could have been deformed. That's a strong word, but you're right. I think you're right. You could have. You smacked your face on the cement. What do you yeah. mean? And when I was a what little, other word is there? When I was a little kid, really little, like four or five, I fell off my bike and split my whole chin open and that was bleeding everywhere. So we're lucky that same thing, similar, even just more stitches oh, didn't happen. God. Do you have a scar? Have I seen yeah, it? I've showed it to you. Oh, it's like under it's your chin though, right? Thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. Or else I wouldn't be famous. Well, anyways, if you're getting into the skincare side of TikTok or the internet, just look up slugging and let me know how that works out for you. Hell, if you're getting into TikTok in general, go follow our account. Yeah, just go with it. Dot podcast. Sometimes Abby you know gets find us. Sometimes we have to do crisis control. Sometimes. But stay tuned. That's the chaotic ride you sign up for. All right. So into the real reason that we're all gathered here today is we are here. In these hallowed halls. In these hallowed, hallowed halls. Here to talk friendships. Old ships, new ships. Friendships for you and me. Relationships of all kinds. I was recently talking to a few friends this weekend and also just reflecting on some older people from my past and listening to some podcasts of my own the other week. And I just wanted to kind of get into different aspects of friendship, which obviously we've talked about so many times in the past. 
I'm trying to talk a little mm-hmm. bit slower for Miller. Abby's boyfriend hates how fast I talk. <laughs> you guys, if you missed the episode a few episodes back, we had Miller on and we did our iconic questions for the boys that we do periodically. And we asked him all these things. Quarterly, and he tried to listen back to our episode in the car. And he was like, oh my God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. I cannot listen to Ashley's voice. She talks so fast. I can't even keep up. I can't even understand what she's saying. Especially if you can't see my mouth because we're not talking in person. Yeah. Um, So let's kick things off with the heaviest one. I want to talk about friendship breakups briefly. I love, first of all, Ashley's in a very reflective mood right now. And I love when Ashley's in a reflective mood. So let's dive in. It happens every other week. Um, friendship breakups, feel free to jump in or take the reins when you want to, but you know, I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) They have, if they haven't happened to you yet, they're going to happen to you within the next few years. It's just inevitable. The growing pains of adulthood, or maybe you befriended someone a little hastily and in the spur of the moment, (laughs) and you just realize things aren't working out the deeper you get into it. And maybe it's just not a relationship that's worth saving. I had one of those. Remember? Who was yours? I was like picking everyone's brain when you guys were here in Nashville. And I was like, what do I do about this girl? She's oh, yeah. so that was, that was I was trying to get you to whisper it to me, but we'll just leave that. But that was a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go behind the scenes. <laughs> that, was, that was a fresher one. And um, one of mine was a middle one. But so upon reflection, I've just realized like all the, I have, what is it? 60,000 photos on my phone trying to like get rid of all the photos. But when I was doing that a few weeks ago, I realized there's no cause to just eliminate the memories because I don't feel Mm -hmm. hostility when I'm looking at the pictures at all and it was actually yeah because in that moment it's just like a regular breakup like sometimes you don't want to delete all the memories like you had a great memory of that person just because that person's not in your life anymore and it doesn't serve you for them to have their energy reflect back upon you doesn't mean you need to delete every single photo and also it's almost as if thinking about the way things dissolved versus that moment in time it's like two completely different people Right, because we change so much in these early 20s years. Yeah. So much. It's, it's two separate instances where it's like, oh, these are a separate memory. These are separate times versus what actually happened. Like, I wouldn't talk to this person again. However, I love these pictures and videos, and I couldn't care less that this mm-hmm. person's in them. It's still a really good memory. And yeah, that means that's it ended badly. Point. Imagine things that ended well. <laughs> I, I would never be able to end things well. I think also with friendship breakups too, there's a lot of – just dissolving friendships. It's not necessarily yeah, like that's another a big blowout. I mean, more like in high school and like middle school, that's when we think of like real friendship breakups, right? Where like we get in a fight, we have a falling out or whatever you call it. And it's like, okay, we're going separate ways. We're not friends anymore. But now in adulthood, it's more just like, we don't make the effort to talk to each other and like we're both okay with that. And we used to be really close and now we're not because we live across the country or whatever. There's a lot to be said. Different. About that, though, because it's the whole if they wanted to, they would. Because maybe Mm -hmm. internally you do want to reach out to that person that you were really close to, like, I don't know, junior year or something. And you just want to reach out to them. And just because no one's reaching out or bridging the gap doesn't mean that it's necessarily dead and gone. Dead and gone. Exactly. Right. Like (laughs) like, uh, last month or something, a while ago, there's a girl that I was really, really close with sophomore year and nothing happened. We just like haven't talked in a long time. But um, some like Snapchat memory came up. So I like reached out to her and that was fine. That was great. And it doesn't mean just because you don't talk to someone that you were once closer to doesn't mean that you can't still try. And if you don't want to try, that's cool too. But also I think this kind of leads into the idea that like, 
yes, you need to check yourself and make sure that your relationships aren't a one-way street and you're not always the one reaching out. But sometimes we need, also need to check our pride on the flip side of that and be like, yeah, sometimes it is cool and it is good to be the one that reaches out. Like, why not? If you miss them and you want to talk to them, reach out. Like people appreciate that. People get busy and they like forget. And also I found in like the vast, especially when it comes to for making plans, I found that I think like 75% of people just aren't the type to reach out and make the plans. And the other 25% that are, are the people that are just naturally inclined or gifted to do so. So I don't think that you should be getting all high and mighty about the fact that I'm always reaching out to make the plans. This person never initiates because I think that's just kind of the way people's personalities fall. And if uh, you were to draw like a harsh line in the sand that they're never reaching out to me, I'm always the person to ask them to do this or do this activity, Mm -hmm. then you might find yourself alone. Just because you were a little too proud or proud. I was going to say prideful. Proud. The word's proud. Yes. And we're talking about friendships that obviously have something sustainable behind them. Yeah. Not these, not these newer not like, friendships. More yeah. quality. If you're making a newer friendship and you find yourself off the bat being the only one reaching out constantly, like maybe take a step back and give them the chance to reach out and see if they will. And if they don't, then maybe that's just not a friendship you need to pursue. And that's okay and too. And if it is a long sustaining friendship and you find yourself consistently being the one to reach out, maybe that's because it has been long sustaining for five, 10 years. So they already recognize that in you. So they're not going to step up to bat. They know that you're the the connector already. This really reminds me just a quick little tidbit of a book that I read in college by Malcolm Gladwell. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) The amount of times that you bring up, there's two, three men in this world that you bring up incessantly Four. I keep just three, four incessantly. Just four. Well, you'll understand the top four. (laughs) The first one is your father, Kevin Hunt. I can't wait to hear this. I'm obsessed with him. It's Kevin Hunt. The second one is Rob Duvall. Okay. Love him too. Almost as obsessed with my dad as I am with Rob Duvall. He's a close second. I feel like you, yeah, equate them in your mind. The third one is Malcolm Gladwell. Do I bring him up that much? More than you should, honestly. All right. And the fourth one, guess the fourth one. I can't imagine. It's the one that we were literally laughing about. The few weeks ago, how I, we were like, stop, <laughs> me and you were, I was like, okay, you bring it up all the time. Just, just mm, try. Just you know, try. I have short-term memory loss. Okay. It's Kelvin Coolidge. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Abby's favorite quotes are by Another Kelvin. Another smart man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But this is pertinent to the conversation we're having. So I'm going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. That's what, there's Sorry. not a problem with it. I'm just saying. Sorry, Malcolm short. Gladwell is a genius. I'm not going to discount him. He okay. has things to offer us and the girlies who listen. So if anyone's interested in the marketing, advertising world, or also just interested in sociology or psychology in general, I highly recommend the book, The Tipping Point. And he talks about different types of people in this world. There's connectors, there's mavens, and there's salesmen. And that sounds kind of weird. And Am he I like a dives connector into, and are you a salesman? I'd argue that we're both connectors oh, okay. and I'm probably more salesman and you're probably more maven. Okay, continue. But anyways, if you're like into the Enneagram and you're looking for a book that makes you feel really smart when you read it, Malcolm Gladwell does a fantastic job of making you feel like the smart one, even though you're learning by reading his book, if that makes sense. But when he talks about connectors, there are people in this world that just naturally are inclined to constantly be forming relationships, reaching out to people, inviting people to things, hosting things, inviting different groups together, bringing people together. And that honestly reminds me a lot of both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
in order for that to work, like not everyone can be a connector or else it would be chaos. Right. And so sometimes when we're talking about the type of person that is just more naturally inclined to do that, that's okay. Recognize whether you're a connector or you're someone who always shows up to the party. What's important is that you recognize your role and you act accordingly. A kinkeeper. And that's all I had to say. Briefly, what are the other two? Maven is someone who's like really, um, like intelligent in this niche subject, like something that people would go to for advice on something specific. Yeah. And you can't really be a maven in everything, right? So it's like everyone has their one thing that like you can go to. And me, I would consider myself more of a jack of all trades, like, (laughs) you know, a little bit of everything. You never know what you're going to get. So I wouldn't really consider myself a maven in something. Like I more like to dabble in a million different things, but some people are just really good at something, right? Yeah. And then salesman, I mean, it's been a few years since I've read the book, but I mean, you can, you can figure out what yeah. a salesman is. Salesmen are like the ones selling people to come to the connector's party. Basically. Oh, you're totally a salesman. <laughs> yeah. I think I need to reread this book. I actually have it in my bookshelf. But anyways, the point is okay. we all have a role in this world. And the, the beauty of it is that we can't all be the same kind of person or else who would want to be friends with themselves. I can't be friends with a bunch of people who are just like me. It would be exhausting and awful. Yeah. And I don't want any competition. Like, ugh. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I also was thinking about quality versus quantity, which is obviously we could beat this, you know, to the ground. Everyone talks about it all the time, but just the fact that my quality and quantity used to align a lot more and the quality mm. just dips as the years go on, not in a bad way, but in your capacity to emotionally serve. It's your bandwidth. That's what it is. Yeah. And we have less bandwidth because we have more going on in our lives and more things to worry about besides just hanging out with our friends. And that being said, also, some people do like quantity. And like I know of people that are have such a high emphasis on, emphasis on quality. They would rather just do something with, you know, their four immediate friends. And mm-hmm. I almost at times though like to be surrounded by 15 people, even if it's people that I'm, you know, warm about. So do you think part of that has to do with extroversion and introversion? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, like I'd rather, like, I know that quality exists to me. I know that I have so much quality. So if it's just like a whatever thing, like I'd rather be around quantity. Who cares about a third? <laughs> if the quality is like, on the back burner, we got that on the lock. Yeah. We have that. That's in, we've locked that deal in deal or no deal, but quantity, hey, what the hell? Yeah. Something else that I find fascinating too, in terms of bandwidth, which we were just bringing up is that I feel like there's such a movement nowadays. Some people have just kind of hopped the bandwagon a little too much about like protecting my peace or <laughs> protect or, my peace or like we already said she never asked me to hang out first but more just mm-hmm. like I can't people are hopping on the bandwagon of I can't have my friend dumping their problems on me but a little too much to the extreme mm. because like then you're not there for, for each other yeah if we're friends for a reason, if you don't want anyone to ever talk about their problems with you, that's called an acquaintance. That's a good point. I feel like people kind of take that and run line. with it. The whole idea of protecting my peace, because yeah, at the end of the day, if someone is just constantly using you as their therapist and just dumping things on you, then that's line. not a healthy relationship. That's just a toxic relationship in general. But if you have a friendship that goes both ways and like every now and then people have a hard time and they need someone to lean on, that's quite literally 
the definition of friendship. Like you should be able to vent and talk through things with people. Like that's the whole point of having friends, good ones. And I feel like, especially on TikTok, I see so many people get on their soapboxes in their car and give their little <laughs> give their little speeches about how don't let people in your life trauma dump on you. Don't let people, mm. you know, come to you with their laundry list of problems and just take and take and take. And like we just said, that's true to an extent. But you also form friendships through shared vulnerability and you deepen friendship through shared vulnerability and experiences. Mm -hmm. And how can you get that if you get upset every time someone comes to you and just wants to vent for five seconds? It's really true. And something that I actually find therapeutic is listening to other people's problems and trying to either provide a listening ear or help people. Because I, the last thing I want to feel like in this world and in my immediate friend group is a burden and sometimes I do feel like there's like a lot of chaotic things going on with me. And I feel like personally, I'm an oversharer, which also is just different because the people have different personalities. Because huh? We need to tell you. <laughs> we know this. I know this. <laughs> no, but some people are more private and they don't immediately like to just dump everything that they're thinking, but that's kind of how I like to process things too. And so when other people come to me, I take that as like a really high... I value that very highly. I'm like, wow, this person trusts me and is comfortable enough with me to like talk through things with me. And I love that. And I love that I can be that kind of friend yeah. to people because I feel like I'm the one always bringing stuff up about my life. And that's just because I'm an oversharer. And I'm sure there's yeah. lots of people out there like that. Do you have a diary? No, but I kind of wish. Doesn't that seem so chic to have a diary? <laughs> <laughs> I want to write it with a feathered pen. <laughs> As you sit on by your a fire, big pink one fire escape in New York City, looking out the window, yeah, um, wearing plaid or something, um, <laughs> houndstooth. Um, it seems really chic for to have a diary in your early twenties and to call it the thing that makes it chic is calling it a diary, <laughs> not a journal. Journals exactly. are lovely. Diaries are pink, and I think I want a diary instead yeah. of a journal. I want to just like have a diary to spill all and my I tea pay, on. I would pay every cent that I'm ever promised to make in the world to mm -hmm. read what your diary would have been like from the ages of 17 to 21. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened in those years, a whole lot. But I feel like that also just, I can't, you know, take in other people's stuff is coming from a scarcity mindset. And we now have an abundance mm -hmm. mindset, as Amy Keeler would say. <laughs> For those who haven't heard our discussion on scarcity versus abundance, our beautiful, beautiful breakdown of it, can you give someone a summary of what that looks like and like why we talk about that? Abundance mindset. Um, are you asking me because you don't know the definition and neither do I? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to articulate it. <laughs> You're more articulate than me, so I'm throwing you the mic. <laughs> a way to kind of lay out on the line is an abundance mindset would be you go to a birthday party for your friend and they have friends from a different group there and a scarcity mindset going on from that would be like, oh, like that was fine. I don't want to do it again. An abundance mindset would be telling your friend like, hey, in the future, can you organize more events like this where I get to see these people again? Like I'd love to get to meet more people. Mm -hmm. That's an example of an abundance mindset. And it's not just an open mind versus a closed mind. It's also believing that there's room for everyone at the table that's a big part of abundance yeah. mindset too and a scarcity scarcity mentality is what keeps a lot of people from achieving their goals because they think that cer certain things are not for them when in reality if you approach everything like it is for you a lot of cool things could happen another example of an abundance mindset is i have a friend who's very generous financially i mean she's not like a pushover by any means but she is <laughs> very financially i've noticed just generous 
And she just believes that it comes back around for her. She just mm-hmm. is like, I have the means to like be nice and I have the means to occasionally like treat and it'll come back around. It's not, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of spirituality and a little bit of karma, but it's also just facts are facts. Like if you show up with an abundance mindset to places, your energy is going to be felt in that room. Like people are going to radiate towards people who have abundance and abundance mindsets. And the thing is when people see that you have an abundance mindset and that you're coming in very open and confident and happy and looking at the glass half full, even if you have to fake it till you make it at the beginning, like just try it out. You'll notice that people will gravitate towards you because people love to be around people like that. It's inspiring. But one of the quite possibly best things I've ever heard on TikTok was a while ago. And I've repeated this to others. And it is believe that you're someone that other people want to get to know. And going into news... (sighs) I'll Sorry, that's just so, like, mic drop right there. That's so good. <laughs> I'll send you the TikTok. I'm trying to get her on as a guest. Her name's Anna Vutone or something, but she lives in Boston, and she writes... Words are hard. She <laughs> writes so eloquently and does excellent montages over it. I don't know why she doesn't have a podcast, but I'm trying to get her to come on. But she you was know talking... what is, like, the best... Sorry, what the best compliment in the world is if someone says that you're very articulate. Isn't that just, like, the nicest thing people, someone could we, say? many guess that and i'm still waiting for someone to tell us that <laughs> well they tell us we're at least like charismatic and funny and that's pretty good those are pretty good like charisma and wit or um articulation <laughs> imagine if we put it all together into one bundle we'd be unstoppable actually <laughs> imagine if i was witty and charismatic and you were articulate and then we were conjoined <laughs> conjoined twins yeah. by the hip yeah or the arm can't go anywhere without each other anyways <laughs> Sign me up. That was weird. Anyways, um, she <laughs> was talking about moving to she moved to Boston. She was talking about it and she was talking about how no one knows her name there. And then how she kind of got into this phase where she started believing that she was someone that other people wanted to be friends with and wanted to know and just believing mm-hmm. that to her before. And it was such so eloquent, and I'm probably butchering it. But that kind of goes in line also with I think abundance mindset and friendship. And collecting those quality people, not just quantity, Mm -hmm. but those actual deep trading valuable information, quality type of friends. Yeah. How do you think someone goes from like maybe a lot of people, I can't imagine because I don't struggle with this, but I'm sure some people are like struggling with that, like struggling with the idea that other people would be interested in being friends with them. Maybe if they're lacking self-confidence or self-worth, like, do you have any suggestions I think that it comes from another thing that we kind of pounded into the ground already, which is confidence comes from the promises that you keep to yourself and building your own self-confidence and just training yourself or almost tricking yourself into thinking highly of your personality and thinking highly Hmm. of who you are as a person and believing that you are a quality person that other people want to know, that other people are curious about you the way you're curious about them. And other people, like, you know, when you go to dinner with a, like a friend's birthday and you meet someone else and you think to yourself, wow, she was really cool. Like, I'd love to get to know her better. I'm sure people yeah. have thought about you and your lifetime in that capacity or they will in the future. Yeah, that's really it's, reassuring. Even if it's not true, it's just reassuring and makes you it feel is, good. yeah. And might as well protect your peace while yeah. we're at it. Yeah. Um, I think a good way I thought of while you were talking to kind of 
inch yourself in that direction, if this is something you struggle with, is maybe trying to be more aware and take notice of the things about your personality or about your character that you enjoy and that you value and that you think are really great. Like take inventory of it, write it down. If you have to take a good long look at yourself and throughout your week, notice when you do something nice, notice when you do something generous or when you're sweet to someone, when you don't have to be, or when you go out of your way or when you're funny, just things about your personality that you like, and then take a little mental note of it. Say, I'm a freaking boss bitch. Like that was really cool. What I just did, like pay attention, pay more attention to how great you are. Those qualities also are something that this goes for, for relationship, friendship or anything are qualities that people are looking for to have in their own life. They are looking for people Mm -hmm. to like fill those missing holes a little bit. And when you kind of reframe things like that, it all gets pretty damn hopeful. (laughs) Pretty damn hopeful. Another thing along this vein too, is I think a lot of people can look at other people and say like, oh, I wish I was more like them in this capacity. I wish I was more outgoing. I wish I had more confidence to ask for what I want in this world. Things like that. First of all, all those things you can work on and you should be working on because we should constantly be working to better ourselves and to grow in that way. But also recognize that those people that you look up to also have weaknesses and those weaknesses could be your strengths because the beauty of this world is that everybody is so different and we're all just like one big puzzle that fits together, especially in friendship, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Some people are connectors. Some people show up to the party. Everyone has a role And everyone's role is equally important. And that's why we're all different or else life would be so boring. Yeah, I was also reflecting right now on friend groups in general. Someone's got to be willing to be the driver, the designated driver. Someone's Mm -hmm. got to be willing to be in the third row. And someone's got to fight for the aux cord. (laughs) You can't. Someone has to be like the mood booster who's like making the car ride fun, even for that person in the back and even for the DD. That itinerary planner. You need to have all Mm -hmm. of them. In a car. Someone has to make the reservations at dinner. Someone has to coordinate the outfits and do the media. And put them all together and you've got magic. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got magic, Um, damn it. (laughs) So this also, uh, I guess a lot of inspiration is getting drawn from TikTok. But I was watching something um, a few weeks ago. And this woman, she was already, I think, 30 years old. And she had moved to Austin from somewhere else. And she was kind of like crying a little bit on TikTok. But... (laughs) But she was kind of talking about something that I think everyone can relate to, especially post-grad. And she was talking about how she's met so many new people. She has met so many friendly people, all these new experiences. But she was saying it's okay to think to yourself, I don't want new friends. I just want my friends. All these Mm. new people are great and fine. And it's wonderful. But I really want my friends back. Her friends as in her friends from college. Your best friends. What do you mean? The the old best friends from wherever you're coming from, from college in our scenario. Well, I think, yes, we can always, we'll always have like that nostalgic feeling when we think about it. But also if we get stuck in that mindset, like we'll never be able to move forward. And we kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and recognize it was beautiful for what it was, but it's never going to be like that again. So we can't just like let that linger. Or else yeah, no, no. She was just like venting like, oh, these people are great. It's just, you know, sometimes I want my friends that are comforting, not these new yeah, people. Yeah, I that's think that's like, pretty normal. Yeah. It's like a normal feeling not to these have. these new people that's like, let me um, like get to know them before I'm allowed to, you know, cry on their couch or something. <laughs> I know it really is hard once you're making new friends, not just to like be friends and like hang out. Like, that's great. That's cool. Go get dinner or whatever. But also like breaking down those walls. Like, are we going to talk about our 
past traumas? When do we talk about anything important of substance about who we are and like what made us who we are and how we got to where we are today? And I think about friendship is it's even more abundant than dating because (laughs) dating, there's there's literally a million people you could click with, but friendship, there's like a billion people you could click with. That's true. That's so true. And also the, when we look for a romantic partner, like we have to be compatible on a lot of different levels, especially if we're like looking long-term, but with friends, someone can fill a place in your heart for different ways. Like someone can be really fun for going out and someone can be fun for staying in and someone can be fun for trying new restaurants. And it's like, everyone brings something different to the table. You don't have to live with these people. It's also really wonderful how in some ways selfless friendship is because relationships, you obviously get so much in return in so many different ways. And friendship is just saying, wow, I I enjoy speaking to you and like your humor and the same activities you do. Like, let's just agree that it's okay to pick up where we left off. Let's agree to agree instead of agree to disagree. Let's agree to agree. (laughs) (laughs) Let's agree to agree that it's okay to just pick up where we left off. Yeah. And I think also that comes with that that forgiveness and that grace that we give to people, I think comes a lot with maturity and growing up too, because I feel like in high school, when people would cross me in any way or do something I didn't like, I was ready to like cut them out of my life forever. Cause like, you know, I'm just like so dramatic like that. But when you get older, exactly. But when you get older, you kind of look at people more as a whole and you're able to have more of a perspective and you take a step back and you really think about what they brought to your life, the value of them being in your life, the value you bring to their life and whether or not that friendship is worth continuing to pursue. You could speak on this well, but navigating friendships when you obtain a serious boyfriend. Yes, this is something that is on the minds of everyone, I think, as we get older, because this is going to be happening more and more. We're not in college anymore. It's not a joke. No one said <laughs> Apparently, fiance. it's not a joke for those ring by spring people either. No one said fiance yet. We're just talking about boyfriends right now. <laughs> right. So honestly, this is a lesson I had to learn the hard way, I think. Um, because in high school, I totally was that girl that was like so obsessed with my boyfriend, like spent all my time with him, did not spend enough time investing in my girl friendships, which I should have been. And now I value that side of my life so much more. And I recognize how important that is. Now you're telling me friendships. Yeah. Kick rocks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, if you're listening, I love you. But the friendship thing is so important, right? Because you can have your boyfriend and you do need to invest in that relationship, but what's going to happen if God forbid that comes to a crashing halt, you know, like you need to have that support system and you also need to have a life outside of that relationship. And I think it's so, so unhealthy when couples get together and they only spend time with each other and they only do things with each other. Like that's great. But like, I don't want a relationship where I can go and have girls weekends and fly wherever and not have to ask permission and just tell them what I'm doing and have that mutual respect and trust and be like, all right, see you when I get back or like go out with the boys, go to a bar, a sports bar, like go play pool or poker or whatever the hell boys do these days. And like, see you when you get back. Like I'm going to be doing a face mask and watching Grey's Anatomy and like, that's fine, you know? And you get so much satisfaction and gratification from your female friendships. So much, so much that you can't get from a man, usually. They can go it's harder kick, anyway. They can go kick rocks. They just don't work the same way as women. Like you can still have an emotionally woke man, but still at the, at, to our core, we are so different. What's that book? 
men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah, for like is that 90s it? or something or earlier. Yeah, yeah, but like the range true today. Like honestly, we are just wired differently. We're brought up differently societally and they just don't understand. Like they can't have lengthy, lengthy conversations about feelings and emotions and things that girls can talk about for hours. Like they don't have the bandwidth for that. They don't have the brain wiring for that. Sorry, it's just the truth. I was also recently speaking with a friend this weekend about just how friendships change your really deep platonic friendships with the men in your life as Mm. they get girlfriends and you get boyfriends and when like not the word inappropriate is wrong but just like how do you like Like when you cross a boundary or a line you're necessarily crossing boundaries but it's just like the way it is you know the way things just change is the men like couple up and so do the women like you can't necessarily you're not necessarily hanging out one-on-one with your guy friend once they get start dating someone or you do yeah, that's, just that's true. You just re- I can't really relate it. to this one because I realize I don't really have a lot of guy friends, if we're being honest. <laughs> I've never been good at that. <laughs> you end up hooking up with all of them. Yeah, I either end up hooking up with all of them, making things weird, taking things too far, or that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know what else there is. Speaking of friendship, the possibly most exciting thing of my entire life to ever happen happened this weekend and I made a new best friend. Not actually, but I wish. Um, This is a really big deal. I think everyone probably has like one celebrity that they would just absolutely geek out over like their number one idol, whether it be like a music artist or an actress or an actor or whatever. Ashley's is Taylor Swift, right, Ashley? If I saw her in public. I would have a list of things I want to tell her. I would demand also a picture and an autograph. And I don't behave wildly with celebrities, but, you know, all cards off the table if I saw Taylor Swift. Yeah, like everyone kind of has their one person that they would just absolutely die over. It's in the other celebrities, it's still really, really cool. It's like, oh my gosh, there's that person. Like, how fun. But like that one person that's so important to you. And mine, if anyone knows me, is Casey Musgraves. And she... Oh, go. I was going to say, you should have told her when you spoke to her that, hey, we refer to you also as Casey Muskrat. (laughs) (laughs) She would not have understood and she would have been so concerned. But she is quite possibly my muse, dare I say. Like, I've literally, like, her aesthetic. Your personality, your entire adult personality around her it's not even my personality though it's more like my aesthetic and like the way I dress and the energy I give off and the things I'm into she actually is my muse I designed my whole I designed my whole room around her like the whole idea behind her your aura and I was her for Halloween yeah. And I'm just obsessed with her. And people sometimes equate me to her when I have my long ass extensions in and I dress up. At a restaurant. And I wear cowgirl boots. Yes. Yeah, sometimes people will be like, you're giving off Casey vibes or like involuntarily, like unprompted. They'll just tell me, like, oh, you kind of like Casey Musgraves kind of deal. And I'm like, you don't understand how big a deal that is to me. Like, thank you so much. But all that to be said, this weekend, I was getting brunch on Sunday at like 11.30 p.m. or maybe 1.30 p.m. in Nashville at this new place called Snooze. And it's like a chain that just came to Nashville. It's like a big deal. It's like really fun, great food. Highly recommend if you're a Nashville listener. She walks up and I didn't see her. I didn't notice because I'm so enthralled in the conversation happening at my table. We're sitting outside. 
And my friend Kirsten sitting next to me goes, Casey Musgraves is here. And I cannot describe to you the shock, the adrenaline and the chills that ran through my entire body the instant she said it. And at first I thought she was joking. I don't know why she would be joking about that, but I was like, there's no fucking way. Of course there is a fucking way. She lives in Nashville. But I was like, oh my God, this is finally happening to me like my dream. And I literally start shaking. Like, this is so embarrassing. My hands are like kind of trembling. (laughs) And let me remind you, we went to school in Malibu. We saw celebrities all the time, all the time. But this is a big deal to me. Like Casey is my muse. And she honestly might be one of my first inspirations to move to Nashville in general. Like I moved across the entire country because of her influence. I didn't tell her this, but anyways, (laughs) that's kind of a realization I'm having. I see her walk up and I see her from the back mostly. And I'm like, I knew immediately it was her even without seeing her face. And Kirsten's like, no, I saw her take off her sunglasses. I know that's her. I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. I know that's her. And then I see her boyfriend, her poetic, bald, bearded man, who is so beautiful, walks up too. And I'm like, oh, even more confirmation. Like there's her boyfriend. Great. They're just casually at brunch. Nobody make a scene. Nobody make a big deal. This was right when we had finished eating. So our waitress was coming up and she was giving us the checks back and stuff to sign the receipts. And I was shaking, Ashley, my hand and the pen. Like I was, I just couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Do I get up? Like, this is my one shot to meet my idol. Like, do I go talk to her? Do I play it cool? I'm never one to play it cool, by the way. That's not who I am. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, she's like 5'5", five, five, maybe I want to say. She's pretty short. And she was just wearing like such casual jeans and like a striped tank top. Hair was up in like a half bun, looking looking snatched. Look, she had like no makeup on her face and she was glowing, absolutely glowing. I was like, must be nice. Um, but anyways, so she went and sat down and I was like, oh my gosh, I missed my opportunity. Like I'm not going to walk up to their table as they're eating. Like how annoying is that? Um, but then I just, I got up to leave and I decided absolutely not. Like I can't walk away from this moment. I will regret it forever. So I did what anyone would do. And I went to the bathroom and I stared at myself in the mirror and I composed (laughs) myself. And as this was going on, I was texting all you guys in our group chat saying like, Oh my God, Casey, blah, blah, blah. And all of you guys gave me the confidence to walk up to her because you're like, Abby, literally this is your one shot. I can't believe I would never speak to you again. If after all of this ruckus, you saw her in such a casual setting and chose not to say hi. (laughs) Well, luckily I had a mimosa that morning. So I was feeling frisky. So thank goodness for that. (laughs) You just aged yourself by by 60 years by using the word frisky. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's how I was feeling. I was feeling fun and flirty and frisky. And I was in the bathroom and I'm like, Abby, pull it together. I like fix my hair. I fix my claw clip. I'm like, this is as good as we're getting to meet Casey, you know? Yeah. And in my sick and twisted delusioned head, I was like, maybe she'll think I look like her and she'll say something like that. And I'm like, I don't look that much like her. I just have dark hair. Move on, Abby. Move on. Or the whole like, it's- maybe we'll like have a short conversation and she'll hit it off so well with me that she'll like want to talk to me longer. She'll give me like backstage passes or like ask me to go thrift shopping with her or something. But no, that (laughs) didn't happen either. So then I walk out of a different door. They're also eating outside. So it was kind of a more casual setting. And I walk out and I pass by their table on my way out of the place. And I'm like, okay, good. This is casual. And so I just kind of walk up as I'm passing by and mention like, hey, you guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. Can I take your order? (laughs) I was like, I don't want to bother you at all. I just had to say, like, I'm such a huge, huge fan of you. And I just think you're so amazing. 
And I can't believe, I don't know what I said. I blacked out if we're being honest. I said something short and sweet and she said, thank you. And then I remember I told her fun, fun little side note. I'm like obsessed with her aesthetic and that I was her for Halloween. And she said, oh, that's so cute and fun. Thank you. And that was it. And I left them alone. Yeah, she was smiling. I feel like her demeanor, it wasn't like rude or anything, but it was very just like, okay, like this is as far as the conversation's going type of thing. Yeah, and her boyfriend ideas. had more of like a friendly oh, aura. Like he was smiling big and like, I mean, he's not, he's not as big of a celebrity. Like he doesn't, he's not used to getting approached as much probably. So it doesn't like annoy him maybe, but I was trying my very, very hardest to not be annoying, but I had to say something. You know I what they to, say, don't meet your heroes. But I wasn't disappointed by it okay. at the end. I was like very glad that I said something because I would have regretted it. And I was happy with, with how the situation went. And when I was up close to her, she was even prettier in real life. And I could see all her freckles and she wasn't even wearing makeup. And I was like, why is your skin so perfect? Did you ask her for an autograph? That's something that I would ask Taylor for just because it's, I don't know, old fashioned. And what would she have autographed? My napkin? My yeah. menu? <laughs> the receipt. <laughs> my tits <laughs> the receipt or the napkin is all i got for you Ugh, my damn tip. no i wish that i had been more prepared for that situation but i think the fun and serendipity of it all was that i was unprepared you carrying glossies around with you of different celebrities oh my god <laughs> like headshots yeah <laughs> oh my god i'm dead i'm aging myself by saying frisky and you just called them glossies <laughs> i just called them glossies i don't think anyone our age knows what a glossy is <laughs> Oh, so embarrassing. I had a dream last night that I was friends with Taylor Swift. Did you? Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, what happened was there was some sort of event going on, and for some reason it was like in close contact, and we formed a friendship over the five-day event or something. <laughs> and she, But she was definitely noticeably older than me and like her demeanor. Like it wasn't like an equal friendship. It was like a you're older than me friendship. Oh, interesting. Well, that's cool. Yeah. She is older than us. Yeah. <laughs> different bracket well anyways all this to say i hope that everyone got something good out of this friendship conversation and that everyone gets to meet their idol someday because it's really exciting um but hell it's the weekend grab yourself a drink you deserve it do something fun do something for yourself this weekend reach out to that friend that you haven't talked to in a while and figure out what your role is in all of your friendships and really own up to it and approach things with an abundance mindset i think i covered everything did i miss anything ashley I was really concise. I couldn't have done it myself in, as a one-take Jake. Dare I say articulate? <laughs> and that's our show. And don't forget to go ahead and subscribe on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, anywhere your podcast can be found. Follow us at just go with the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and come back for a new episode every Friday. And if you're looking for something to connect with your friends over, make it this podcast. And send them Why not? this episode. Why not? Okay, love you guys so much. Have a good weekend. Bye.